Hi, I'm Jamie, your host for the Not Going to Uni podcast, where we talk all things emerging talent and alternative routes to university. In today's episode, we're chatting with Mercy, a data analyst apprentice from Vodafone. Hi, Mercy. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good. Thank you, Jamie. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Great to have you on today. Um, just for our audience, like, introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. My name is Mercy. I am a level six data analytics degree apprentice. <laughs> That's such a mouthful to say. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a degree apprentice. I'm in my first year. I've actually just finished my first year going into second year and I work at Vodafone. Amazing. Great. Let's let's dive straight into your journey then. Do you want to just give us a little bit of an introduction around what got you into Vodafone, particularly with data analytics as well? Um, yeah, just give our audience a bit of a uh, an overview of your journey. Um, so my journey is a little bit different. Um, I left college in 2015. Um, so I've been out of school for a little bit. Um, I've been doing loads of different things. I've got a background in customer service. So I've done a lot of front of house um, um, in different industries, hospitality. I worked in a hotel. Um, I've worked in the NHS as a receptionist and administrator. Um, I've also worked in corporate as a corporate receptionist. Um, so I've got a lot of experience um, being in front of people, speaking to people. It's something that I actually really enjoy doing. Um, so that's how I've sort of managed to be busy for the last um, few years. Um, as well as that, I'm heavily involved in the church and ministry. I am a youth leader. So a lot of my time has been spent, you know, working with young people, helping them transition from Sunday school <laughs> into like adult church um, yeah. as well as that. So that's been a lot of my um, outside of um, work experience. Um, but I remember being 18 and actually wanting, I've always wanted to be in tech. I did actually get into the University of Kent to do business and IT. And I deferred my um, uh, my place and life kind of happened and just set me on a different journey. And at the beginning of 2022, I discovered degree apprentice apprenticeships. They were not a thing when I was um, in school. So it was really interesting to see an amazing opportunity to study, but work at the same time. And I just sort of dived into the world of degree apprentice apprenticeships and just started applying like crazy. I knew I wanted to get back into tech, but I didn't want to do a boot camp. So, um, yeah, I found degree apprenticeships and I just started applying for different roles. Um, data analytics is not like my dream job. It's not the one thing that I kind of went forward for. Um, it was I think this is this was the only data role I actually applied for. I applied for project management. Um, human resource, loads of different things. And when Vodafone reached out and I, you know, went through all the stages and got to the assessment center, I was, I was pleasantly surprised because I didn't actually think, I, I thought at first, because I'm, I've not, I'm not a school leaver. I kind of had a, a bit of issues with the fact that I was a little bit older. I was 25 when I applied. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be so old and this, that and the other. But I remember reading on the Vodafone website um, at the time, it, um, the statistics that 25% are actually over 55. Wow, okay. So happy. And when I got to, you know, through the assessment center, I was like, yeah, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to work here. I'm going to work here. The culture's great. So that's kind of how I got into this role. Amazing. So I yeah. guess why 
I mean, you mentioned a little bit there around kind of culture of Vodafone, why why they're a great fit for you. But is there anything else that drew you to Vodafone and their program specifically? Um, I think mainly the culture. There was the we have what we call the spirit of Vodafone, and it's it's there's four spirits um, doing it together. Um, I'm gonna forget some of them, but one of them was inclusion for all <laughs> and diversity. I love that that the di the diversity and inclusion element of Vodafone really drew me in, and um, really honestly speaking, it felt like I was from the moment I started researching Vodafone, I felt like I can fit here. I felt like I can belong in Vodafone. There was a place for me in Vodafone, and I don't know, it just drew me in a lot more than some of the other companies I actually applied for. Um, but yeah, it was the diversity and inclusion that caught me a lot. They're very heavy on that. Um, and it's seen all throughout, you know, the company. So yeah, that's what. Was that something you kind of felt was missing from maybe your previous roles or organizations that you were in or? Um, not per se missing. I think it was just, I think the fact that it was emphasized quite a lot more that I was kind of like, oh, that's a bit interesting. Um, I mean, there's diversity in the hospitality industry and in the NHS, that's very big diversity and inclusion. However, it was the fact that it was, it was the first thing that caught my eye through the program already. That's something that would come up in conversations. It would just sort of find its way in our conversations. So it was really, it was really lovely to see and to you know, just check in. That's really nice. So I guess diving into more about your role specifically and maybe talk to us a little bit more about what does a typical day in the life look like for Mercy? I, I am still on the data analytics stream and pathway. Um, however, my role is now a little bit more business analyst slash business change slash project management. Um, there's a lot of different things. So right now um, my team is working to migrate data from one place, one software or one program to another. So my day would consist of, you know, we haven't started our daily standoffs yet because the developers aren't here and our scrum masters just you know, about to join our team. <laughs> it's amazing to see like a project go from beginning to end. This is like a one year project. So every day is different, but most of my day is spent um, learning about agile and using Jira to figure out how to add a feature and stuff like that. But um, yeah, every day is a bit different, mostly a lot of meetings and planning um, and creating the features for, you know, the program that we're switching to. So it's a it's a lot of meetings, um, which I actually quite enjoy. I'm learning a lot. I'm absorbing I'm absorbing a lot. In my previous role, it was a lot more technical. Um, and I realized that I don't really like coding. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, no, I'm, I can't do this. So I did that for about six, seven, eight months. And I realized that I missed um, that human interaction with like, you know, seeing people and just speaking to people on like a, a daily basis. And um, I, I, I appreciate, you know, the, the coding skill. Um, however, I, I wanted something that was a le less technical and this role was just perfect. So more meetings, uh, more speaking to stakeholders and understanding the business requirements, you know, for this certain project and I guess the future projects that I work on as well. And how were kind of Vodafone uh, in dealing with that kind of rotation and switch to something that you kind of held your hands up and went, this isn't for me? Because a lot of people would kind of sit in silence and kind yeah. of suffer in a way, wouldn't they? Because they feel yeah. that 
I've been employed for this job. If I'm not doing this, then I'm not right. But so I'm guessing Vodafone were really great about that. Really, really were. So with our apprenticeship program, we actually have patients from the beginning is the team that you'll be in for the next three years or the duration of your program however when you raise to um the apprenticeship program lead within Vodafone that you're not particularly happy with a certain team or the role isn't a perfect fit for you they are super 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 helpful in looking for something that will make you happy because ultimately they want you to enjoy your your um, the duration of your program they don't want you to be stuck in a place where you're not looking forward to working and getting out of bed is really difficult so they're very helpful in locating a job it's not always easy it's not always immediate um i had i waited for a, a quite a bit of time thankfully i went on holiday for like three weeks which was absolutely great to get away in the time that that was all being sorted out but they're super helpful and they just really want you to be happy and learn and enjoy the process so yeah they're super helpful and what kind of advice would you give to either any young listeners listening that are looking to get into their first apprenticeship but also maybe someone who's in a career and holding their hands up kind of day to day going this isn't for me like what advice would you kind of give to them to to break into something that is truly meant for them i think first of all start having those conversations um and put it put it out there rather than just have it in your head because it's it's one thing to wake up in the morning and you're dreading going to work because you don't want to do this job but when you start to voice it out and I think I think this is this is really helpful for me speaking things out helps me to break it down and see what actually is the problem get to the root of the issue is it that your manager is not great I mean that's not really a great reason to to leave a job um but if that's the case, get, get down. It's part of our day-to-day lives, right? Like we're always interacting with our manager. So I, it's important, right? Exactly. And you want to be able to have a, um, a play, to be in a place where you're growing and you're, you're, the person that is helping you through this journey is for you and on your side. So I would say start having the conversations. And then if you do know what you're more happy doing, um, also upskill and in your free time, look into that what what are the roles and responsibilities of that job what is it that you already have that you can transfer into that role if the time comes for you to switch roles um but ultimately speak up voice it out don't keep it inside and don't die in silence that's like the worst thing ever um i feel like growing up in i don't i think this is everywhere but in our culture it's it's very much stick stick it through you know you just got to push through it will get better or you know you're not always going to enjoy your job but we live in a day or we live in an age where it's really important for you to wake up in the morning and be happy to go to work I think that's such a huge thing and speaking up is the first step and that and that's what I've quite enjoyed seeing around our other apprentices and our ambassadors and and Gen Z as a whole is that I think we are beginning to speak up more when we don't enjoy something. And I think we're beginning to learn more about ourselves than we ever did because we're we're willing to accept the fact that maybe something isn't quite right for us or a certain opportunity isn't something that we want to go after and, or a skill that's not really aligning with personal values. And I think it, it's been really great to see that kind of develop over the past couple of years for sure. Um, in terms of the tech industry then so obviously Vodafone being a massive corporate player in that but also maybe people applying for 
whether that be small organizations or, or kind of different areas of tech is there any kind of advice that you'd give to them having seen it from obviously someone like vodafone being a bit a big market player would there be any kind of any advice that you'd give to people either trying to get into a similar size company like vodafone or maybe yeah. some of the smaller companies that might be operating in the space as well yeah for sure um i think for such a program especially if you're like it's an early careers program it's that eagerness to learn and to develop um, be inquisitive ask loads of questions do your research one thing i always always say is research the company that you're going into if you know the values if you know how the company works that's always a benefit um but ultimately in i think when you're entering an early careers program the skill is they, they're not expecting you to know everything however the desire and the eagerness to learn is the one thing that will set you apart from somebody who maybe has the experience already because they want to take you on this journey for you to develop and be ready to enter the world of work after the program so i think the willingness to learn and the desire to just be better and and grow and always it's always tech is always changing always developing there's like there's always another version of something there's always another version an updated version of this that and the other so it's always being like it's almost like it keeps you on your toes because you always want to, to learn so that eagerness and desire to learn even if you don't have the skills right now you can learn i went into vodafone having no experience in the tech industry or the telecommunications industry i didn't know how to use sql i barely knew how to use power bi the last time i'd used sql um excel rather was a while ago and it wasn't to the degree of my my job so I had the basic knowledge of a computer, but my willingness to learn made it easier and made me stand out, I, I want to say. So willing, be willing to learn and be inquisitive. Just always stay on top of the game kind of thing. Things are always changing and you just want to be on top of it. Going kind of back to the culture of Vodafone and obviously I'm assuming you kind of joined as a cohort um, with other people. How did that kind of influence you in terms of coming to work socializing with others and i guess are you a hybrid model based at vodafone yes. i'm a hybrid model we are we are, i think all of us are basically hybrid and unless you're like in sales or retail um joining as a cohort was actually really great so we had a three-day induction and that kind of just helped ease us into seeing people in the office coming into the office um even though we may not be in the office three days a week or two days a week um, that really helped to just sort of begin that process of embedding ourselves into the in the company. So you wake up in the morning, you know, you're gonna you're going in for induction, but you're not the only people in the building. You're gonna see your line manager, you're gonna see other people that are coming in to work and just being in that environment of okay, I'm at work is it was really great. And in terms of socializing, um, the youth, the youth program or the youth within Vodafone. Um, we have a youth committee that we um, basically our role is to make sure that the youth are integrated into Vodafone and make sure that they are having um, an enjoyable experience. So we plan socials, we plan youth office weeks. We just had uh, recently had our youth office week, which is basically um, different. We run different different programs or different speakers come in and the youth, um, we encourage the youth to come into the office and you get to see other youth as well. Because when you're in your teens 
um, some teams don't have other apprentices. So I was the only apprentice in my first team. And it was a little bit difficult to adjust because everybody was kind of already on their game, already doing, you know, things. And even though the support was there, um, it would have been even better if I was maybe in the office a lot more. But I only went into the office once a week. Um, and I would see a few people here and there, but it's um, the youth committee makes sure that, you know, the integration and um, people coming together, the youth coming together as one youth, <laughs> we call ourselves one youth, um, coming together and just sort of integrating into the world of work. So there's there's plenty of opportunities to adjust to that socially. And Amazing. Uh, and, and how did you kind of find that transition going into a professional working environment such as a big corporate like Vodafone? Was it quite daunting or how did you kind of adjust to that? It was very daunting. Um, I think once you're in something, baby steps. I, I, I never put pressure on myself to know everything and understand everything about the business. Um, I made sure that I put into my, into my mind, I'm an overthinker by nature. So I made sure that I told myself daily, no one expects you to know everything. Take it one step at a time, one day at a time. I think COVID taught us to take everything one day at a time. We, that's all we had the next day. So I've adjusted myself to one day at a time. Today might be difficult. Tomorrow might be difficult. I was in loads of meetings where um, I think I want to say this is a Vodafone thing, but I think this is the whole like corporate world thing. Acronyms are everywhere. So I would sit in a meeting and people are just speaking. It's like a different language. That's one thing that I kind of struggled with because now even switching teams, it's new acronyms. And you're just like, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? But making sure that I was aware um, that I have to take it one day at a time um, helped me a lot. Uh, I think also having been, having worked in different organizations, um, I worked, so working in the NHS was also really difficult as well, working in, I worked in a huge hotel in, in Wembley and that was really, it's always difficult to start, but taking it one step at a time and making sure you know that. And this is going to lead kind of into my next question for you, Mercy, in terms of th looking ahead and, and looking at the future. Have yeah. you have you kind of built a plan for yourself or do you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've had the same plan since I was 18. OK. Um, <laughs> when I was 18, I went to I was doing one of my A-levels was applied ICT and we took a trip to Accenture. And that was the most life changing um, field trip of my life and I just knew being within being in Accenture and the the things that we did that day it was a lot of presenting innovating innovative or innovation um, and then presenting our innovations to you know the rest of our class and be I don't know there was just something about being there that made me feel like I want to be in this place I want to help um, I love helping people that's something that's huge to me and I always wanted a job that can help people. And I think that's kind of also what drew me to data analytics because data helps people make better decisions. Data helps businesses make better decisions. So I've always wanted to be a management consultant. So when we talk about maybe five years from now, um, my goal is to, is to be in that role as a consultant, a management consultant, work within helping people, helping businesses. Um, I also am an African in, di in the diaspora and I would love to go back to my home country, which is Uganda. 
um, and start working in Uganda. Um, whenever I go to, to, to Uganda, I've noticed, one thing I've noticed is that the customer service isn't great. Um, and I would love to be able to maybe start a consultancy or start a, a company that helps, you know, develop the, the customer service within our country and change the customer service and how people are served. I mean, the only time I had like excellent customer service was when I was in a five-star hotel or a four-star restaurant or five-star restaurant or whatever. So it's, I want to be able to help the people that are, you know, within the, like beyond, a bit lower than, you know, four and five-star to make sure that the customer service is great wherever in a supermarket on the road wherever it is and it's a huge task changing um you know people's mindsets which is why i kind of um i'm interested in, in change management and helping people adopt change and embrace change rather than be resistant to it so that's kind of where i see myself in the next point. that last point there in terms of embrace change um, i'm keen to get your advice on people that are maybe looking similar to yourself to take on an apprenticeship maybe uh, we talk so much about early careers we talk so much about apprenticeships at 16 18 20 but what about those people that are maybe 25 30 35 i think it's becoming more and more common but what would your yeah. kind of advice be to people that are maybe looking at an apprenticeship and going oh i'm a bit too late for that or like i don't i'm i don't want to step out of my comfort zone i know what i know and that's it have you got any advice to them sorts of people I think the, the best advice is to understand that change is the only constant thing. Whatever it is that you're in, it's constantly going to change. So being able and willing to adapt to change and not being so rigid will ultimately help you more than staying and being comfortable. Um, I thought that I was too old to apply for an apprenticeship when I was 25. And it was difficult adjusting because... I'm like, all these people are younger, smarter, and they've, you know, ha they've been doing computer science since year seven, and they already know how to use Python, and I don't even know how to open Python or what that even means, and Python is a snake, and I don't know what C sharp is. <laughs> I can sing in C sharp, but I don't know how to code in C sharp, you know, and I'm just like, this is a lot, but one thing that I've um, always I think this is a personal thing as well. Um, I learned quite early on that change is the only constant thing. Um, in my personal life, I, I go from having long hair to shaving my head, you know, like every other year and seeing my hair grow. And, you know, I've got younger siblings and I've seen them grow and I've practically raised my youngest brother. And it's just been like constant change that I've come to a point and I've come to realize that in this life, if I stay in my comfort zone, I'm only doing myself a disservice because I'm not growing. The world is constantly moving. The world is constantly changing. What I knew in 2015 is so different to what I know now and the internet and, you know, message releasing threads and Twitter's doing this and that and the other. And I'm just like, there's so much happening. But if you, ultimately it starts within. If you embrace it, yeah embrace the change rather than fight it i grew up in a in an african household where change is like we did things this way my parents did this you're going to do this and i was like listen at this point i thank god that my parents embraced the change because if they didn't it would have been absolute hell you know and we've got so many people that are still in that mindset that no this is how things are done and we've been doing this for years and it's working if it's not broken why fix it maybe you just need a, a little 
wiggle, just change it a little bit, try it this way. You never know, you might enjoy it, you know? So it starts within and just knowing that the world is constantly changing. You can never run away from change, no matter what you do. You can Absolutely love that. So to finish up then, yeah. what advice would you give to someone maybe that was in your position a couple of years ago or whether that's someone in your position now or even your younger self, what advice would you give knowing what you know now to take those steps, embrace change? What would you say to people? Oh, that's such a huge question. Um, <laughs> um, I think to my younger self, I would tell, I would tell her to, um, to go with the, the waves that come with life don't fight it embrace the change like we've said um but don't be so rigid and even if you've planned this way of going but another opportunity comes along you never know that might be the acceleration that takes you to the the very thing that you always wanted um or you never know it might lead you to something better so always be open to the waves, the ebbs and the flows of life. Don't fight it and don't feel like because I've planned to be a, you know, project manager for my whole life, that's all I'm going to do. And don't put yourself in a box because you're, you're, then you're just restricted. Because if you don't fit, if you don't get to that place, you won't feel, then you feel like you haven't fulfilled purpose or whatever it is, or your dreams or your vision. So don't be afraid to to change the dream as you go along. Don't be afraid to change the plan as you go along. Make changes to it. You wanted to be this at 25. I wanted to be married at 25. I'm still single at 26, going on 27. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. little things. And don't be afraid to, to change the plan as you go along. It's not written, set in stone yet. So go with the ways of, of life. Love that. And that's yeah. a great ending to the podcast. So, Mercy, thank you so much for joining today. You've been a fantastic guest um and yeah thank you thank you so much for having me i'm so happy to have been here thanks for tuning in be sure to check out each episode on your chosen streaming platform and head over to the not going to uni website to start your future career